Welcome back to the Adventures of a Disney Dad podcast. My name is Matt Brandeber, and I'm a dad of three and the founder of AdventuresofADisneyDad.com, a travel agent with the Magic for Less Travel and your host. I'm joined by my co-host, Chip Robinson, soon to be dad of five. We're counting down the days. Chip, how is everything going this evening? Great. I think we're 10 weeks away. This is what she t- uh, Kelly told me to do. Yeah, yesterday. We're 10 weeks away. So, Is the baby room ready? Uh, yeah, that's her forte. Like, I just build the stuff. She does all the painting and all that stuff. But another week playoffs. We got Westerville South, uh, round two. So, big game for us. and Tigers march on. We love to see it. We are joined tonight by a special guest, Max Huber of the Magic for Less Travel. He's a travel agent and a dad of two, ages seven and five. Max, thanks for joining us tonight. How are you? Oh, things are great. The snow here in Minnesota is melting. The first snow, you know, right before Halloween, you got to love it. But, you know, I'm not evicting one of my kids to let the fifth one in. So, Chip, more power to you, man. I'll tell you, we we had had snow in Chicago for Halloween, and it was not enjoyable. No, no, it it was not not fun. Max is rocking his Harry Potter t-shirt for the theme of the evening. We're going to be talking about a little bit of Disney because we always have to mix it in. But we're going to be talking about Universal Studios express pass and express pass unlimited it's probably one of the most frequently asked questions i get for guests that are popping over to universal mostly because it's so much different than genie plus and so we're going to be diving into a lot of things related to universal today but before we get into it max tell us a little bit of your background when did you get started with the magic for less and kind of how did you fall into track my first experience was i started listening to the br guest podcast you know mike pam ricky because I found my passion again for Disney at a, it, you know, once I got into my thirties, ran a Disney marathon and was just like hooked from there. So I started listening to the podcast, had Mike book me a couple trips. And then I had family and friends uh, that knew I was the Disney nerd. So they would ask me questions. You know, I was, I was working more for them than anybody should in that scenario. And then I was like, I should get paid to do this. So then I reached out to the magic for less knowing them from the podcast. And I started, I started my training in April of 2019, graduated in July of 2019, you know, five, six months before a worldwide pandemic. So that was awesome, but we survived through it. (laughs) And, you know, it's been a great run. It's a great team. I just, I, I love living vicariously through people that go to Disney Universal cruises, all inclusives, whatever. It's just fun to like see their pictures and help them plan it. And then just like close my eyes and be like, yeah, I'm on a beach drinking a margarita too. That's cool. <laughs> it's, it's funny. You and I have basically the same origin story. Chip and I both love the Be Our Guest podcast. They're great folks. They have a great show. And I started listening to it, training for a marathon, the Disney marathon, just like you. So that was my first exposure to the TMFLT team. And again, they're all great folks and we support each other. Uh, And we're happy to have Max here on the show. To the extent that you're interested in having Max book a trip for you, I'll make sure that the link to do so is in the show notes. Again, his services, just like mine, are free to you, so feel free to reach out to him. Max, generally, where can people find you on social media? The Magic Travel Guy. So, you know, I'm most active on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I do have X, formerly known as Twitter, but 
I try to stay away from it as much as possible. <laughs> well, Chip and I talk about this, I think, every week. And I, I can't he because he always gives his X handle and I, I can't I can't do it with X. Uh, every, every time I go in there, like the, the level of toxicity sometimes is just a, a little too much for me. And also the level of clickbait is a little too much for me. So sometimes it just gets me off on the wrong track. But let's let's jump into the news here a little bit before we jump into our full segment. We've got a couple bits of news that I think are worth talking about this week. Disney just announced that they spent over $8 billion with a B to buy out the remainder of Hulu. I believe it was bought out from Comcast. I think they're clearly taking a stronger stance on streaming in the United States. I think as a company, that's a really interesting move. The funnier, I think, note, well, it's funny now, but it's probably a nightmare scenario for most of us. 71 passengers were evacuated from the monorail when it suffered a flat tire. Chip and Max, did you guys see this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder what their conversation was. That was my thought. Nothing. I would imagine it's nothing. Yeah, You know, back in the day, something like that, they're going to... They're going to throw you maybe a fast pass if you're on the way to Magic Kingdom or whatever. But yeah, I saw it. I was just glad that none of my clients were down there and I wasn't down there. I've been, you know, I've been stuck on the Skyliner for a while, but that is literally my worst nightmare. Yeah. The Skyliner. At least on the monorail, you're like on something. But yeah, that, I mean, anytime they got to bring in like the Reedy Creek district, the fire crews to, to evacuate you, that's, that's not fun. When you were on the Skyliner and you got stuck, did you just wait? Yeah. Yeah, was my, it high my, winds or like what 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 was it? Most I mean the longest I ever had was like 10 minutes and I think it was a combination of there were starting to be some storms and then they had a they had to get some individuals in wheelchairs off so you know that took a little bit longer and then I think they were trying to figure out their plan cuz I've been on it where we get off and then they're not letting anybody on and they just completely shut down as a storm rolls through. That, that just happened to us on our last trip where yeah. we got off and they shut it down. And I'll tell you, the winds on while we were riding on it, my, like, you know, I tell people the, the Skyliner is fun. It's exciting. It's another attraction. It's safe. And it is all of those things. But when that wind is howling and that thing is moving, it's, uh, it's a little nerve wracking. No, no doubt about it. With respect to Universal, we've got a couple of Universal-related announcements. Uh, Universal quietly raised ticket prices about 12.5%, an average of $10 per ticket. And they also reported in their Q3 earnings that attendance is back in line with their 2019 pre-pandemic levels. Max, I think you'd agree that's kind of what we're seeing in terms of guests going to the Magic from the Magic for Less going to Universal, right? Yeah, people are going back. You know, it's a little more unpredictable. You know, back in the day, you used to be able to look at a crowd calendar, and they were pretty accurate on when people were going to be going and to what parks. There are more people going back, but it's just kind of unpredictable. You'll have some days that are low and then some days that are just slammed, where in the past you wouldn't expect to see that. But I think things are going to start to level out, you know, with with school and, and the people just getting back into traveling. I think we're going to see some stabilization, but yeah, people are going back and the Universal and Disney are trying to take advantage of that and put some more money in the coffers. And to to that end, I think there's a lot of excitement around Universal right now with all of the things that they have coming and that they're building and that they're announcing, which I think we would all love to see a little bit more from Disney in that regard. With respect to their announcements, they've they've announced that they're focusing more on targeting younger visitors. They're building a DreamWorks area that'll have a lot of troll stuff. 
And then obviously they've got Epic Universe, which is their third gate on the way. I, I think that's a welcomed addition. Right now, I think we've talked about it on a couple past episodes, but I think when you've got kids that are under, you know, what what was uh, Jocelyn saying, 42 inches, under 42 <laughs> inches old, 42, yeah. you, you know, that's where you start to see kids really want to go to Universal. And I, I think that the more they're targeting younger kids with trolls and minions and things like that, my three-year-old loves minions. I think that they're going to see a lot more from families in that regard. And that's going to mean more at the hotels too, which is, I think, going to be interesting. Exactly. I, when we go, we, we do spend a lot of time because my kids, like you said, seven and five, we spent a lot of time in Seuss Landing just because, you know, it's it's like you walk into the pages of a Dr. Seuss book. And so it's great for kids that age. But, you know, you get over into like the Marvel and Jurassic Park areas. There's not a lot that that younger kids can do. And then they cut down the whole like Woody the Woodpecker area over in Universal Studios, Florida they really lost a, a large chunk for that, like you said, under 42 crowd. So to see Epic Universe come, the Mario stuff, and to see the DreamWorks, like the trolls, I mean, the kids are going to love that. If there's walk-around trolls characters, kids are going to lose their mind. And like me as a approaching 40-year-old, I'm probably going to lose my mind too, knowing all the <laughs> trolls that my sisters and I had growing up. We, we saw them our first trip after the pandemic. So there was still social distancing and masks. But we were able to see like Guy Diamond and Princess Poppy. They were at Trolls doing like a dance thing. And my kids absolutely lost it. I mean, it was worth going to Universal just for that for my kids. But we got stuck in a point where, you know, the Jurassic World River Adventure was getting refurbed. And when you take that out of it, like there is very little that kids can do in those areas. I mean, there's some activities related stuff, but in terms of attractions, you know, it's, it's tough for little kids. The last thing Universal started doing, I think it was this week, which I found really interesting, was they started using new facial recognition software for theme park entry. So you stand in front of a mirror to, to verify your identity and your tickets. Right now it's optional. I, I would assume that if testing goes well, it's something that they're going to roll out across the board. I don't know that this is going to be something that makes people get through faster, but they must seem to think that that's the case. Have you guys seen this at all? Or have you seen any of the videos or pictures of it? I've seen, I've seen a couple of pictures, but I just wondered, like, I think it's going to take slow down. If like the first, now, if you're an annual pass holder, I think it'll be like real quick, just go, but your first time, I think it's gonna be a little rough. Yeah. And it, you know, there's a lot of data issues about like, you know, are they storing your facial recognition stuff? And I think there's a lot of questions about that with the fingerprints at Disney also that have been kind of alleviated, but we'll see where that goes. I just found it, it to be pretty interesting and it'll be uh, fun to see where that goes in the future. So let's jump into our main segment. Let's talk about Express Pass. Uh, Max, for those that aren't familiar, let, let's just talk about what is Express Pass. So, you know, those that are familiar with Disney terminology, it's kind of their version of Fast Pass, Lightning Lane, Genie Plus. It, it gets you into to bypass the regular line into the express line. So a lot of these rides are going to have two lines. They're going to have your regular line, you know, and that, that might have a wait of 45 minutes, so to speak. And then you're, if you have Express Pass, Universal Express Pass, one of their, their add-ons, you're going to get into the faster line. It's not front of line. You don't automatically skip to the front of line. You might still have to stand in line, but the lines are usually dramatically lower 
than what you're going to find in the regular line. So if you're used to lightning lane, things like that, there are some similarities. The nice thing about express pass is you don't have to go and actually make a selection. You don't have to go into app and be like, uh, I'm going to go on Toronto flyers, or I'm going to go on the Seuss train trolley ride. You can just like show up and get into the line, scan your ticket and go. So there are aspects of it that are probably better than how Disney does their system. And, and so in essence, you can't really get shut out from a ride because you pick whatever you want, assuming that they all have Express Pass. And I think there's one or two, Agrid's Motorbike, and there's one other, I can't remember offhand, that are not included in Express Pass. Is that correct? Yeah, it, and I have it on my notes here. But most rides are. I mean, you can even get on Velocicoaster with uh, Express Pass. Hagrid's just, you know, they have, they've done kind of a, an interesting like virtual queue system for them in the past. So I don't think that they've hopped on to it for, for that ride. But I mean, if you look down the list of universal studios, Florida islands of adventure, and even now volcano Bay, there's a number of rides that are, that have access to it. Chip, water you're a, you're a water park guy. Yeah. Like, right. It has express pass. Like it's that, that, that might be a game changer. Chip, you have not been to volcano Bay. Have you? I have not. No, we passed it. Passed it a couple times. I'm like, so I think it's, it's pretty cool. The, yeah, I think we're. I you guys were talking about the Dr. Seuss and the trolls, and I might have to go at Christmas because the Grinch is by far my my youngest daughter's favorite character. She she watches the Grinch year round, and so and there's I a character meet with the Grinch, right, Max? Yeah, you can do a character breakfast, and then when we were there last year, they put on an amazing stage show. You know, it's kind of a retelling of how the Grinch stole Christmas. And the the actor who plays the Grinch is phenomenal. We've seen the Grinch like walking around in the past. So it's and the Grinch, the people who portray the Grinch are snarky as hell. Like oh, yeah. they're not just gonna be like, oh hey, I'm the Grinch. They're gonna be like, ah, you smell like rotten eggs. You know, they're they're gonna like play <laughs> as the Grinch. So you're really kind of like in it when you meet the Grinch. I love it. I love it. With respect to the express pass, what, what, what are the different types? I think, are there one or two different types of express pass? Yep. So you're going to get, you know, you can get a one park express pass, a one park unlimited pass, and then you can get like two park passes. Or again, I mentioned Volcano Bay. They have their own kind of system now and I'll, I'll get into that. But so if you do the one park pass, you have to select it for like Universal Studios, Florida or Islands of Adventure. You can't, you know, if you were doing a park to park ticket and you only did one park, you'd only be able to access it when you go to that one. The nice thing about the two park pass is it's not that much more for that in comparison. And then you get access to that four islands of adventure and Universal Studios Florida. Volcano Bay did not have it when they first opened and it's newer within the last year. And they have a single park one, which gets you access to like a number of rides or they have an upgraded plus pass, which gets you additional rides because there's some of them that are not in their regular system and then you upgrade it to get their plus pass to get access to looks like four different rides but yeah one park two park or then the volcano bay stuff when you get an express pass at universal can you is the difference between regular and unlimited on regular you can only ride each ride once and unlimited you can ride as many times as you want if you want to ride Velocicoaster 20 straight times, you can do it. Is that, is that, am I understanding that right? 
Well, why would anyone want to do that? Oh my god, I, I would do it. I would do it. Velocicoaster is the you've never been on Velocicoaster? No, I. So here's the thing: I'm not a huge like crazy thrill person. That and like Rip Ride Rocket scare the pants off of me. I've done Incredible Hulk, but Velocicoaster. The one time I had like the courage to do it, the line was like four hours, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And then the last time we went, I saw it coming around by Hogwarts, and I was just like. I can't, I can't, I will feel like trash the rest of the day. So I have not done it. You're lucky that you're not coming down with us in a couple of weeks because I'd get a couple of beers in you and you'd be on it. I well, promise. That's what happened at Disneyland last time I went with the Magic for Less people. They made me go on rides after uh, a fun night the night before and I was green in the gills, but I did it. So I'm also great at holding bags. So like, I would I would let the entire team go, and I'm like, yeah, I got your backpack. Don't worry, you don't put it in the locker. I got it for you. So, oh, I good man. I, I am beneficial. Good Great man. Instagram husband. There is, I mean, it it's incredible. It's incredible. I, I would definitely encourage anybody if the, if you can get the the courage up or the liquid courage up to do it. Definitely try it out because it's pretty awesome. Now, now I got a question with it. Like, how does it? How do how do I get? Like, I'm used to a magic band. So what do I, am I carrying around a badge? What, what, what am I doing for the, the express pass? I was trying to see if I had one, but it's, it's usually just like a paper ticket. You know, you can, if you use the app, I think you can get it linked in that way. But anytime I've had one, it's been a paper ticket and I've had a lanyard and I just kind of keep it in there. And then each time you go up, they will scan it. And, you know, if you have the regular express pass, the one per, they scan that and then it just kind of like wipes that off the system and if you tried gotcha. to use it again it wouldn't but yeah it's just a paper ticket one thing about things like with universal and their paper tickets i always suggest to people to take a photo of it because just in case you know you're walking around you lose it it falls off on a ride if you have that evidence you could go up to the ticket window or guest services and they can reprint it because i have run into that situation uh personally and it was nice to somebody mentioned it to me so i always kind of pass that along it's a good tip it's a good tip so you carry like a like a like a cruise line lanyard type yeah. thing. Is that what you're yeah, saying? exactly. So I just it was a lanyard and it had like the clear pocket, yep. and then I just you know had the barcode facing out because there was a design on one side, so the barcode was out, and then it was easy just Perfect. to kind of hold it up instead of taking it out every time. Nice. And I, I believe if you stay at a premier level hotel at Universal, you get the Express Pass, and I believe they give you a lanyard too. Yeah, um, and it's on your ticket. It's on your it's on your room key. Yeah, in that case. So that's yeah, and you you're probably leading into this, but that's one of the benefits of their premier hotels is that you automatically get uh, unlimited pass built in. Well, and, and that's that is part of what I want to talk about because I feel like there's a lot more strategy involved in the pricing with Express Pass and the hotels that a lot of people just really aren't aware of, and you really have to think through when you're planning your vacation. Let's talk in general. I, I believe the pricing is 94-ish up to, is it up to 350 Yeah. So the Universal Express Unlimited Pass, like just the one park pass. So if you did Islands of Adventure, I was looking at it today, and they only had prices through end of December, I think, maybe into January. It was, the lowest was 114 99 and the highest, which was December 26th through the 30th, was $349.99. Just for one for, person. For one person, for one park. The highest for the two park was $350. So $349.99 for one park or $359.99 for two parks. So if you're going to do like the one park, for $10 more, you get both. But some, you know, 
360, that's a it's a lot to swallow in terms of price for just an add-on. There is a hilarious, if you guys haven't seen this, especially for the dads that listen, Sebastian Maniscalco, the comedian. Are you guys familiar with him at all that does stand-up? I know who you're talking about, yeah. He's done, he's done a, a, he did a podcast where he was talking about taking his family to Universal. And he was talking about how it was like three grand before he got in the gate. And and he, you know, it was, and it's only the way he can deliver it, right? But it, it can. The point is, it can be expensive. And for those that are used to, you know, paying twenty seven dollars max for Genie Plus and being upset about it at, at Disney World, you can be in for a little bit of a sticker shock at Universal. So, I, a lot of my questions that you know I want to ask you, Max, based on your experience and those of your guests, are like. When it starts to get more expensive, I've heard that the strategy is to look into just getting a room for the night, even if you're not going to stay there. You can check in, you know, and have a room at Disney and have a room at Universal, but, you know, you can split stay it, leave leave Disney and spend two or three days at Universal so that you can get that Express Pass included in your room. Is that something that you are often advising guests or, or is there another strategy that you like to, to focus on the, the split stays kind of where it's at. I, you know, Jocelyn and I have talked about this before. And even if it's a split stay strictly universal, like if you know, your guests want to do it and they spent one night at a premiere and then, you know, took advantage of the express pass for the time that they can, and then moved over to like Cabana Bay and we're a little more comfortable, at least on that first day, you can kind of like hammer out your stuff. And then on mm-hmm. the rest of the days, you can kind of take your time. You've already known, gotten the lay of the land, seen what things are like. But yeah, it, it's one of those things you work with your travel agent to figure out the economics of it, you know, and maybe that's putting together a spreadsheet on this is what it's going to cost you to get your room, your tickets, your express pass if you stayed at Dockside Inn and Suites. Or you could stay at Hard Rock Hotel and you're going to get this included. And it might not be that much difference and you're going to get maybe a better experience at hard rock hotel especially if you're like a rock fan and you want to go in the pool where there's music underwater so sometimes you just got to look at it and and there is sticker shock and it's like you got to take a step back do the math see what makes sense and for some people you know like time is money i hate standing in line hate it hate it hate it hate it so if there's anything that i can do hate hate hate, loathe entirely yes well i hate i hate I hate, I hate waiting in line so if i can like bypass that I don't know if it's worth 350 for me, but you know, it's something that I would definitely consider to be like, I really hate standing in line. I know that I've got a seven and a five-year-old who hate standing in line. We're going to be like, dad, 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 churl, a hot dog. Hey, what's that over there? Ah, this line sucks. I want to go to the next ride. And you're like, so, so. I, I'll, I, I will agree a million percent. Like I, I'm very much a time value money guy. I don't think that I've ever been to Disney world and not with my family, at least, and not paid for Jane plus for that exact reason. But when it's $25 a person, it's, you don't blink at it as much because if it saves you an hour, it saves you, you know, enough. But we went to universal and I, I, I think it was last January. And I want to say it was like $250 or something the day we were going to go. And I was like, there's no way I'm paying that. Because my kids can't ride. They're, they're under that 42-inch mark. So we're really not going to get the benefit of it. And we tried to do just the Hogwarts Express. And I think we waited like two hours. I, I remember the entire time with my kids sitting there being really upset about waiting in the line. All I could think about was I wish I would have just been the Express <laughs> Pass 
or book the room for the night or whatever because it was really frustrating. But but building into that, Max, like one of the things that frustrates me when I pay for Disney Plus or Genie Plus, and I know Chip feels this way too, is sometimes the lines for Genie Plus are long. And sometimes it's hard to get them on the app, you know, for a time that's convenient for you. When you're paying this much money for this product at Universal, are the lines shorter or are they still kind of like Genie Plus where you might still be waiting, you know, 30 minutes? Considerably shorter than than the other line, but still a line. Yeah, I don't think I've ever waited when I've gotten it more than like 15 minutes for any ride. Awesome. and there's some other times like you might get an express pass. Like let's say you have a customer service issue, like your ticket screwed up. You can't get into the park for a while. We've had it before where they've given us like individual, like 12 tickets and I've used them that way as well. But either way, like I've never been in one that's super long. Anytime I look at them when I'm walking by they're they're shorter. I mean, for some of your like e-ticket rides, you know, you still might have to wait a little bit, but if it's four hours, you know, it's not four hours anymore, but for Velocicoaster, tops on Express, you're probably going to be like 45 minutes. So it'll be like, it, it'll be like uh, Tron. Yeah. <laughs> you do the virtual queue in Tron. I mean, it's about 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, I, it, they tried to make it. And, you know, for that price point, I think if the lines were still crazy long, you'd probably have some outrage. So I think they do everything that they can to to really move it along. I've been in some lines where, they are pretty much just letting everyone in express pass through. And then, so if there's 20 people in line, those 20 get in before they let any single person in the regular line through. So it does sound like it's got more benefits than what we see with Genie Plus. Yeah. With respect to the, the express unlimited pass and the regular express pass, what, what are you looking for from your guests or friends or family or even yourself to consider doing unlimited like where, where would you push somebody like hey you know i think you should try the unlimited pass instead of just doing the one ride or one one opportunity per time or whatever you'd want to describe it yeah if i have people that are like i'm just going for harry potter i don't want to do anything else i just want to go for harry potter and i want to do all the rides and i just want to do them do them do them i'll be like you kind of got to think about unlimited pass because if you want to to, to get all of your efforts in, you do this. Or if people are really big into like thrill rides, most people that I have, they're fine with just the express pass. One, do it done. If they want to do it again, they'll walk by and if the line's short, they'll do it. But the unlimited is nice. Like if you are like, I freaking love the Incredible Hulk coaster and I just want to ride it 12 times in a row, you know, but then it doesn't even make sense for something like that just because that's one single ride. And they're like, are you going to spend $360 just to ride the Incredible Hulk all day? I mean, that's if you've got you that like kind of money, channel. if you've got that kind of money, the magic travel guy dot com. <laughs> it's if somebody re- like the big thing is, if somebody really wants to just like go from morning till night, they don't want to stop and they just want to go on all the rides. Then you got to upgrade. You got to do the unlimited because you're just going to get you're going to be able to get on more of them and you're going to just like crush the day. I like, I, it, it sounds like it's genie plus in the sense of you, you can do it once and then go find a different one. But yeah. we're that's, I mean, now I tried to do it by getting like those anytime fast passes or like if I get a rain delay or whatever like that, I get the anytime I'll be like, Hey, let's go ride pirates again or something like that. It's one of our, one of our tricks, I guess. 
Are there any other advantages to the Express Pass system in comparison to to Disney that you, I guess, things that you like better at Universal and there's the way they operate this system in comparison to the Genie Plus system for those that are familiar with it? I mean, really, it's just the not having to pre-plan, not having to sit there and find what's available like that. Wake up at 7 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, wake up at 7 a.m., make your first selection. It's really you can just go and as you're walking or looking at the app, or looking at the time guides that are around the park, you can be like, oh, this has a this short of a wait, or you just walk by a ride and see the express pass lines short. You can just hop right in. You don't have to scroll through your app, and then if you're all of a sudden, you know, if you made one for Pirates Chip, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, we're over here by Big Thunder, and I want to switch to that, and you got to get on your phone, you got to switch it around. You can just do it. And I mean, Chip's that- phone's dead by then. Well, you know, Chip, <laughs> get, a, get one of those battery packs, man. I got three of them. Uh, that's the that's the plug. Get a fuel rod. Yeah. But the well, go ahead. I was gonna say I, I was gonna say I like the fact that you're not on your phone. You can actually walk around with your kids and be like, hey, look at that. Or uh, that's the more that's the most appealing thing is I don't have to look at my phone or be on my phone away from my family. The worst yeah. thing ever at Disney is waking up at 7 a.m. and Genie Plus isn't working. Like it, it is, it is the worst. And and it's even more frustrating when you like, if you stay up until midnight or you wake up around midnight just to buy it first. Like sometimes I'll do that is like, before I go to sleep, I want to actually buy it for that day. So I'll wait until midnight or I'll, I'll wake myself up at midnight, buy it, go back to sleep. And then, is it, I mean, it's sold out a couple times now at this point, but then you get up at 7am and it's like, sorry, your selections aren't loading. And you're like, ah, and then you're scrolling for a half hour. The kids are still sleeping and you start off the day a little crabby. So I think getting rid of that for a paper ticket is a welcomed opportunity in, in my book for sure. Yeah, on a point. side note. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask, does, does that change on January 9th where you can buy it for your whole trip now? GD Plus or is it still at midnight? You can't buy it in advance yet. You can do that at Disneyland, but you can't do it at Walt Disney World. Yeah. We used to. Like when I, when it first buy it for your whole trip, um, but it was one of those things, buy, buy it for the whole thing or not. And it made it, you can buy it in advance. And that's another thing. You don't have to wake up early. You don't have to do it. If you don't want to get it and you get to the parks at universal and you see the lines are crazy and you want to upgrade, you can, as long as it hasn't sold out, you can go to the ticket kiosk and upgrade. But that's another advantage. We used to have that with genie plus, you could buy it for our clients advance and buy it for yourself in advance. And then when they made it a day of thing, it's just it seems like 12 more steps that you have to explain to people. And then there's people that accidentally buy it for the wrong day. And, you know, then you get customer service issues. And I don't know I'd love to see some, some changes on that where they look at express pass and they're like, there's some ways that they're doing this better than us. Don't go with the same price. Disney do not upgrade the price. <laughs> All right. So I wouldn't be mad though, if they, if they did some sort of variable pricing where it went a little higher so that the line only so that the lines were shorter, because I do think that like at Disney, the, the genie plus and the light or the uh, standby lines are getting a little out of whack with the number of people that are just buying genie plus And there, there can be some long lines there, but, but to that end on the pricing max, do you see that like the closer you get to a date that it's more like pricing for airlines that, the express pass pricing goes up as more as there's more demand and more people are buying it and it's closer to selling out or is it just a flat rate that once they set it it's that's the cost 
until the day before like it sells out. I could be wrong here, but I think it's flat because I've okay. been checking it periodically and it, it's everything seems to be constant. I mean, there might be little like computer nerds in the background checking to see how many they've sold, whatever, then they're going to jack the price up or bring it down. But from what I've seen, it's set it and forget it. So aside from it selling out, there's not necessarily a huge advantage to buying it early like you would a Southwest flight or something like that. Yeah, just just the fact to know that some people like to look at the fact that they if they've already spent the money, then it's out of sight, out of mind. And then they can go into their trip just being like, I'm all even, I'm set, that money's in the past, that's already that's already been paid for, now I'm here, I'm enjoying this. Because then if you go to the ticket window that day and they're like, oh yeah, Express Pass is 250 bucks a person and you have a family of four and you're like, here's my credit card and there's a thousand more dollars, you know, that might affect your day in a negative way. Yeah, that would definitely, uh, definitely have an impact. <laughs> no doubt about it. So with, with respect to some of like, what are some of your tips for either maximizing the value of the pass or, you know, just first timers like Chip going to Universal and using the express pass for the first time. I think one of the big things is just getting familiar with the map, you know, look at the map beforehand, the night before you go to the park, kind of, kind of get your plan, but any plan, whether it's universal, whether it's Disney, you know, things are going to get blown up and things are going to change, but have, have some of the highlights. I like to take a map when I get there and I circle and I sit down with my kids. I'm like, which ones do we want to do? And then my big thing is to try to nail those not in a way where I'm running around from, from park to park, but where I am, you know, doing it in a concise manner where if like I'm in Seuss landing, I knock that out and then I move on to the next thing with it. Again, you've got that flexibility. So if you're walking by Dudley do right rips falls and the express pass line is nothing and you want to hop on, you hop on. So I think the big thing again, for first timers to get the maximum value is to, to have a little bit of a plan knowing there's flexibility and then just like doing the rides, you know, and, and even if you're like, I don't know if I want to do it, but two people in your party do send them on it, send them on the go, go do it. And maybe you go check out some other rides, but just do the stuff. Um, you've got it. You've already paid for it. Go enjoy the rides. So, so one of the things you said earlier is maybe doing a split stay where you're staying at the premiere. <laughs> Would you put it at the end of the, of, to use the, get the advantage of the express pass at the end, or would you put it at the beginning? There's, there's two ways to look at that. If you do it at the beginning, then you get the deluxe, you know, the premier resort. And then you're like, you're going from, you're going from New York strip down to like ground Chuck when you, <laughs> when you do that downgrade. So, but at least if you do it that way, <clears throat> you start off with a bang, you get all, you get it, you do all this stuff and it's awesome. But if you do it at the end, you're like, dang i'm leaving here with a new york strip and i had the side of mushrooms and i had my my baked potato and it was delightful and then you're going to remember that so then the next time you call your travel agent from the magic for less you're like i had this great memory and it involved express pass at a premier resort and so you're going to do it again so i think you also get the advantage of of knowing what you would wait in line for right exactly if you really enjoy a ride you know, you're like, I'll wait 45 minutes for a Velocicoaster because it was so awesome when I didn't wait in line at all. You know, you get that advantage there. Yeah, and if, if, you're, the kind, if you're the kind of person, like if, if this was Chip's first time and he's like, I really want to get the lay of the land, then you stay, you know, so you can walk around. You walk around with your kids. 
you enjoy it. Like I'm a, such a visual person. I can look at it at a map, but there's, there's something different once you walk into the park and you see actually how far it is to go from this ride to this ride. You see what the line looks like and you see the excitement that is built within you and your kids as you see that ride. And then you can plan. So maybe you've talked me into doing it at the end. Damn it. <laughs> well, what's funny is so if you come into my classroom, my windows, we have to cover our windows. Mine are all park maps. Disney and Universal, because our school, our media program in our school goes to Universal and Disney every year. So I always tell the kids, hey, bring me maps back. So I've definitely looked at the Universal map a lot of times in my in my five years being in the school. So the Universal map is interesting because it looks a lot smaller on the map than it actually is when you get there. It's it's big and spread out. And I think, you know, they keep the two parks so tight on the map. So it kind of gives you this false sense of I can really move around here quickly. And then you start walking around and it's like, ah, it's going to take me a lot longer than I anticipated to walk (laughs) from the entrance to Jurassic Park or whatever. And going back to that, Max, are there any strategies? Well, I guess if you've got the express pass, you don't necessarily care about, you know, rope dropping a certain area or anything like that. But do you have any strategies of, Kind of when you tell people to go to Harry Potter or when you tell people to try and go to Velocicoaster or Jurassic Park in those areas, like, do you tell them to save it till the end of the night when the castle's lit up or what are your tips in that regard? I usually try to tell people that there's going to be a mad rush at the beginning on the, on the big ones on Harry Potter and the forbidden journey on Velocicoaster. So unless you are in that, that first wave you might want to wait a while just because like everybody else is going, that's where they're going to go. When I've gone, like the last time we did it, we went to Seuss landing and we had no line. We had the, we had express pass and there was no line because other people started to go through and they're like, Oh, well let's just stop here. And so the regular line built up, the express line was just like flying through. So we got through all of those rides and it, we hadn't even been in the park like an hour. And so then we were like, all right, well, what are we going to go check out next? So if, if there's stuff that you're like, that you know is going to be busy, maybe don't go right away. But if you do go right away, make sure you are like right away. Like you are sleeping outside of Islands of Adventure, popping out of your sleeping bag and hopping in. Just because some of those, they do get busy, even with Express Pass. And their their park hours are pretty variable. And they, they change them on short notice. I, I went down in June and I had looked up the pre- the park hours like two or three weeks before that and then found out that I thought I was I was rope dropping and I was an hour late. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up waiting like 45 minutes for Velocicoaster and Butterbeer and stuff like that and then had to head out for an appointment and stuff. But it was it was still fun. But just definitely keep an eye on the park hours. One, one of the things that I've always wondered about with Universal, just because I, I haven't been there late at night with my kids is. What are the evening shows like? Are there fireworks or is it just the Hogwarts at Christmas? Or do they have some other show that they're known for? Is it really just at nine o'clock, you're hightailing it out of there? <laughs> well, they've got, they've done a water show. And our kids are usually like, we don't even stay up for fireworks at Disney World. But Universal Studios Florida, when we were there last at night, they had a, there's a big lake in the middle. I can't remember the name right now. But they did like a water show, you know, with like water cannons and, and projection and stuff. And then they'll do different 
shows on Hogwarts Castle. You know, they've done some like Dementor style ones. They've done Christmas. It just depends. But those are the big ones. I don't know if I've ever. No fireworks. That I, I think there's done. little like little tiny flares yeah. of fireworks, but nothing like we would normally see. No, and they're, no, they're but, definitely hyping that up for Christmas this year. It yeah. seems like they're going to do a really big show on the castle. For and that and that's it's fun because you go there, and if you're especially if you're like a Potterhead, just to see that, like to walk in there, it's very immersive. And then it's like there's Hogwarts Castle. Like some people are super big into Cinderella Castle, some people like Snow White Castle at Disneyland. But you see Hogwarts Castle, and if you've read the books, you're like, that is amazing they did such a good job on it and then they will do some really good projections with you know some upbeat music and 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 shows so it, it's fun chip's laughing because he didn't get his hogwarts letter so, <laughs> so I, i've read walk- one through three i've read oh, the first three when chip walks back there he doesn't see the castle <laughs> oh, Matt, yeah. you know it, it's invisible to him he just sees mountains <laughs> and you know blue air because he's just not not he wasn't chosen, I guess we'll we'll say, or at least he hasn't been yet. Gryffindor, I can't find the door. <laughs> Before we jump into listener questions, Max, did you have any other tips or tricks that you wanted to mention, or or things that you like to mention to guests before we jump in here to some more questions? I mean, if you're if you're thinking about it, just you know, talk talk to your agent. You know, if it's it's Matt, me, somebody else. You know, if you have questions about Express Pass, talk to us. You know. Especially Matt, when you get down there, you're going to get so many good like tips and pointers from from the people that are doing it. But yeah, and one of the things I do with with some of my guests is I'm like, if you have questions when you're down there, like shoot me a message. Like, especially at, like this is for me at Disney, but I'm like, you're going to take 30 paces and then you're going to go left and you're going to run right into to 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 this ride, that ride. Like I can visualize it, not as well as Universal, but I always tell people reach out to me if you're if you're in a jam and you don't know what to do. The other thing is like ask somebody that works there. Like, if you're like, man, we don't know the best way to go here. We don't go to there. They're going to point you in the right direction. And the other thing is like, don't, don't burn yourself out. Like you said, Matt, those parks are bigger than they look. And if all of a sudden, like you're on that first day and you just go, 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 and you're not up for it, you're going to ruin the rest of your trip. Your legs are going to be sore. Your body's going to be tired. If you've trained for it, like if you're walking on the treadmill, like you see these, some of these Instagram things and people are carrying their kids and stuff. Sure, go for it. But like pace yourself, make sure that you are staying within your physical limitations when you go. And to that end, I'll just add, you know, Universal is where travel agents are, are much more important, in my opinion. Not not that they aren't important for Disney, because Disney is very complicated too. But when it comes to saving you money and not getting a massive bill on your vacation, there are a lot of tricks in the way that Universal does things, the way they book things the benefits that you get from certain hotels that it, it's just hard for the average person to figure out and travel agents are free. So it's, it's certainly a benefit that you should consider whether it's myself, Max or somebody else, definitely look into that. So let's, let's jump into listener questions. We had a few that were submitted. So thanks to everybody for reaching out, whether it's on Instagram or uh, Facebook or via email. I had one via email. The first is from Christy. Are there any attractions at Universal Studios Orlando that don't accept the Express Pass? I think we talked about one being Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure earlier. There's only, yeah, then there's one other one. It's Pteranodon Flyers. And that one's interesting because you have to have a kid to ride it. I've actually never ridden it because my wife took our son. But Pteranodon Flyers is in Jurassic Park. 
and you have to be, I can't remember the height restriction, but you have to have a kid under a certain height and they can have one adult ride with them. So they don't do express pass on that probably because of the whole it's, it's kid first, like adults aren't even allowed on it by themselves. Like if chip showed up to be like, I want to go on this. They'd be like, where's your kid? <laughs> I cannot wait to ride that. My three-year-old and I both love to watch camp Cretaceous together. And it is now themed. It's updated and themed to Camp Cretaceous. If you guys haven't watched that on Netflix and you're a Jurassic Park fan, it is very, very good. It's a fun show and it's like part of the actual storyline. So definitely check that out if you haven't. It's a hidden gem, in my opinion. Can you ex- can you purchase an Express Pass on the day of your visit or is it better to buy in advance or is there any advantage to buying in advance from Mike? The what you know, the big thing we talked about is you can buy it there. You can buy in advance. The one thing is it could sell out, especially if you're going on those busy days. <clears throat> the it, it could sell out, and I don't know if they've ever released how many they sell. But the the main benefit of buying in advance is you know you've got it. But I've seen days where people are there and it's three o'clock and they're still able to purchase it just because they're like, man, we've waited in too many lines. Let's just buy it. So that that's oh the gosh. Benefit. I would be kicking myself at that point. Yeah, I, like, just go home, get a beer somewhere. I'd be, I'd be at the city walk, <laughs> drinking and contemplating a tattoo there at Hart and Huntington before I head out because I, I would be miserable. Yeah. The last question: How does the express pass system affect the wait times for non-express pass holders? This was from Nick. So I guess that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier because people get so entrenched in what we see from Disney. And I think it does have a pretty significant impact on this. I think the standby line is shorter than it normally would be because Genie Plus is so cheap. I think that's kind of my general theory on that. I think the wait time data supports it. But Max, sounds like that's not the case at Universal. Yeah, Universal. I mean, again, I've been on rides where if you have Express Pass, you're getting on and they're just like hammering through. I mean, if somebody, if they let 20 through and then there's a gap and then somebody else was starting to come, they might start to let, you know, let the individuals through. It just depends on the size of the ride for like, we went on Kang and Coda's twirl and hurl over in Simpsons. And that one, there was like 20 people in express and they just let all of them on. And then pretty much the ride filled up. And then we, but, but, the the fact that they have express pass and things like that it's not really impacting the standby line right? no no yeah. not not really i it, it, the only thing is that you might have to wait to in in the standard line to get on but i don't really think that the standard lines are going to be that much long no gotcha all right that's our that's it for listener questions we appreciate it as always you can uh, submit those on social media or via email and we greatly appreciate it each week we're getting to this is quickly becoming my favorite segment but unfortunately <laughs> we have to we have to limit our use of universal stuff because chip can't tell you if it's overrated or underrated because <laughs> we got to get in there so we're, we're going into overrated or underrated max this is where we talk about uh three different things they're going to be disney focused this week we usually do a resort a ride and a food but this time i i changed it up a little bit so we want you to tell us whether you think it's overrated or underrated and a little bit of your opinion on it. The first one, Max, are you do you have a boy or girl or both? both? What are they? Both. Okay. How old is your daughter? Seven. Okay. So I'm sure you've experienced this one before. Overrated or underrated? Bibbity boppity boutique. Money line. I'm going straight down the middle. <laughs> you can't. I, 
I okay. So is if you, you can't have, do it, uh, yeah. If you have Memory Maker, it's underrated because like the photos are priceless. Just watching. So my daughter was younger when we did it. This was like right before the pandemic hit. We got in there and did it, but just like it was just watching her like become a princess. Like I, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a dad, but it was still like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like watching her do this. We, we didn't do like the super high upgrade thing. We brought our own dress from target. So we did like the baseline level, but it was, it was, it was, it was magical, you know, as, as a Disney dad, you know, it was absolutely phenomenal just to like, and you look at the photos and they took some of us watching her and the, the looks on our faces was just priceless. And it's, they have laser focus on these kids. Like there is no one else in this world. It is you and you've got your fairy godmothers and they are doing you up. They're doing your nails. They're doing your hair. And if there's some other kid over here, doesn't matter. They're not a part of this world right now. It's you. And to have that kind of attention for your child, whether it's at Disney World or Disney Cruise Line or, you know, whatever, it's, it was awesome. Now, did you do it at, where'd you do it at? We did it at Grand Floridian, so we couldn't get in at Magic. But then it was kind of fun there because then you're in this magical hotel and they had a, a, a little photo area over there. And we were only a monorail stop away to get over there. So, yeah, that's where we did it. Chip, you did yours at Disney Springs, right? Oh, yeah. And it's underrated. It's literally it's worth every penny. I We did the same thing. We bought a dress, I think, off Amazon, maybe. It is worth every single penny. Like you said, the pictures are phenomenal. My daughter, she is nine now, and she still talks about it. I think we're going to do it again this summer for both girls, just because that way they can both have an experience with it again. And uh, it, It's not something you have to do every trip, but I recommend doing it at least twice for your daughters. It's one of those things you got to do at least twice for them. Well, if you think I about love- it, like you've only got you, your kids are only around in, in the age for like not that long. You know, it's like yeah. four to I can't remember the top right now. It's four to 12, I think. Yeah. So that's only eight possible years. And if you don't go every year, it's one of those things like you do it and you might not. Yeah, you might not ever do it again. But if you do it this once, my daughter, like you said, still remembers it still has the shirt that she wears and. I, I can still like mentally picture the entire process. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about this. To me, it's absolutely underrated for all the reasons you guys just said. And I was thinking about it because my window to book it is tonight. So I'm I'm going to be booking it for, it'll be my daughter's second time. We definitely don't do it every trip. And the last time we kind of did like all of it, we, we went all out on it. Definitely won't be doing that this time, I don't think. But she still wears the dress. And the dress is like insane quality along with the accessories and stuff. And my daughter still plays dress up and does it. I think this really encapsulates like what this show and what I started on this journey was all about is kind of the feeling you get as a dad when you're there with your kids is you can't, you can't put enough, you can't put a price on it for sure. And it is the epitome of a Disney vacation when you have a daughter and you're a dad and and I, I hate those most expensive day ever shirts and all that kind of stuff. But this is the one time where it's like you just you just cut the check and you you enjoy it. And you don't think about the money and really, really try and have fun with it. And I, I, don't, I don't know. The one the one thing I will say is try to do it as early in the morning as possible. Yeah. Yes. Because you want your daughter to be able to have the hair done and have the dress on and wear it all freaking day. 
and get, you know, get her picture with Cinderella or whatever princess she dresses up as and do all the things and go to the meals. I mean, if you can make the reservations for Cinderella's Royal Table the same day, you know, you really want to do it up, do it. I, I, I can't recommend that enough. I, I'm, I don't think that I would do it after like 3 p.m. Unless I like it, it's necessitated by a nap. But I, I think you really lose a lot of the value of doing it when you can't get it early in the morning. So that's my one one tip when it comes to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. I, I tell people you gotta gotta make it early in the morning. Yeah. So I'm glad we're all on the same page there. I, that, <laughs> that makes me happy. Overrated or underrated? Fantasmic. Max, we'll start with you. What do you think? As somebody who is never at the parks when they close, because my kids are, we're, we're early park people. Like we get to the parks early and we're not usually ever there late. So I, cause I can't say underrated for everything. So I got to say overrated because we're just, we're not going to go see it. We might see it this time. You know, there's seven and five. So you're more of a nighttime shows in general are, are a little overrated for the way that you do the parks. Yeah. We, we will try to watch. Even if it's as we're leaving, get the fireworks from Magic Kingdom. But I mean, just like the crowds and waiting around and then just the rush after, sometimes, I mean, that in itself is awful. Just like you get out of it and then you're like, man, I got to go wait for this bus. If I was staying at the Contemporary and I was at Magic Kingdom, sure, then I'm just going to walk home. Or if I'm, you know, at one of the, at the places by Hollywood Studios. And I guess we are staying pretty close to Hollywood. So this time we could like just walk and leave instead of waiting for a bus. Still, it's overrated. Chip, what do you think? It depends on your seat. If you're in the middle of the arena, it's it's, it's underrated. Uh, if you're on the outskirts, it can be overrated. It, it's, it's good. I'll say it's underrated just for it being a nighttime spectacular. And it's it's a good space. It's a great people year in terms of that. It's a good show. It's got great, great songs. And I love seeing all the obscure characters i mean you see all seven dwarves i haven't seen it in a while i guess i gotta go see it again but we enjoyed it my wife really loved it so i'll say it's underrated i'm gonna say it's underrated too only because like the access to food and getting in and out of there is pretty pretty seamless which i i appreciate like the stroller access pretty seamless like they've got it down to a t and i'll tell you chip there there's a good hack about the way they do the seating there if you get there, you don't have to get there super early, but if you get there early enough that they're still filling in the sections, they fill the sections one by one. So if people that don't know, it's a big amphitheater and they've got bleacher seating and they'll go from the front row to the top row of each section instead of letting you just sit wherever you want, where naturally every front row would fill and then all the way up to the top. So if you're if you're like standing in the line and you're kind of moseying in and they're they're pushing you to the front and they're getting towards the top of a section, if you just kind of hang back a little bit and let them fill that section, as soon as they start to open the next one, you start walking forward again and you're going to be right up at the front. So I think that's that's a huge hack because you know, if you get there you could get there an hour early, but if you walk up at the end of the first section, you're sitting at the top. And yeah. that, that can be a bad seat for somebody that's getting there an hour early for a show or whatever. So keep that in mind. But they also have they have food stands at the back of the amphitheater. We loved because we just grabbed like a quick snack. They had corn dog nuggets. They weren't they weren't great. Don't don't it's not Casey's corn dog nuggets. 
Is uh-huh. it popcorn, ice cream, like the ice cream? Not uh, yeah, they've got the the easy snacks, and you know, with the dining plan, that's going to be nice to have. Because the one thing about happily ever after is like trying to get any kind of a snack once you start waiting around for the fireworks is an absolute nightmare. You know, you'll lose your spot, or other people start you know bumping in and moving around you. At least in Phantasmic, you have a seat. So well, that's, people, I, people, people don't move me. I, I, I that is well, it's one of those. They do move around me. You, you are a Max, six Max, I, I am. I'm six, six like six. a lineman. <laughs> okay, I, uh, I, I will remember that, and I will not say anything anymore to piss you off. You, Max, you won't lose Chip if, if you're right. hanging out with us at, at Walt Disney World or that's whatever. That's true. That's true. So maybe uh, Chip, are you are you for hire to like bust through the lines there for people? Pretty much. It's my wife's six foot, so my kids are not going to be uh, small. Last one of the night, overrated or underrated. Uh, this one we might at, at least disagree on a little. Turkey legs. Do you guys have strong opinions on this at all? So this this goes back to <clears throat> my last turkey leg was at Universal as opposed to Walt Disney World. I had one at over in Hogsmeade Village at Islands of Adventure, and it was fine. I have certain things <clears throat> that I would eat over it, like – if, if I had to look at my my list of things, it's not even top 10. Like, it mm-hmm. it doesn't even come into the equation. I don't go into the parks being like, I need a turkey leg. I'm like, I need the I need that sweet and spicy chicken waffle sandwich when I go yeah. to Magic Kingdom. Or I need a Mickey bar or a Mickey pretzel. But So I'm going to say overrated because I don't really care about it. Yep. It's overrated. I don't mind a turkey leg, but Matt, you, being from being from Southwest Ohio, the only time I'm going to get a turkey leg is at the Renaissance Fair over about an hour. Oh from my where gosh, that's some interesting memories right there. But I'm like, I'm I, not a big like. I don't need a turkey leg in my life. I, I don't even like the turkey leg when I carve it at Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I, I I think it's tremendously overrated. I had a guest mention me yesterday about how he could not wait to try it because he had a bunch of friends that. You know, all they could talk about was getting this massive turkey leg. And I'm like, there that's the last thing I'm eating when I go to Walt Disney World. Like, there's so many other things. Max, you hit it right on the head. Like, there's probably 10 other items that I have to eat. So I would have to be on like a 10-day vacation. I have stuffed my face with Casey's corn dogs and Dole Whips and everything else before I ever get to the point of doing a turkey leg. So I, I'm glad that we don't have any turkey leg guys on this episode. No tur- No turkey dads. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Max, thanks so much for joining us. If you have any comments or questions, don't hesitate to reach out to any of us on social media or via email. I can be found at, at Adventures of a Disney Dad. Max, tell everybody where they can find you. Email, website. We already gave your social media, but plug it again. Yeah, I'll just go with the Magic Travel Guy stuff. Facebook, the Magic Travel Guy, Instagram, YouTube. You can find our website, themagictravelguy.com. And you can also reach me, reach me at themagictravelguy at gmail.com. Love it. Chip, where can everybody find you? Robinson Dad Life on Instagram and then on X. It's Chip, just Chip Robinson. Nobody not uses changing. X. I, I'm not changing it anymore. I decided I'm not changing it. I'm going to stick with, stick with it. I love it. I love it. And if you're interested in having me or Max assist you in planning your next Universal or Disney vacation, please feel free to reach out all the Links to get a free quote are in the show notes. I'll have both my link and Max's link there. Our services are free to you, and we'd love to help you plan your dream vacation. If you have a moment and you could follow, subscribe, like, and review this podcast on whatever platform you prefer, 
We would greatly appreciate the support. We know that you have a lot of choices when it comes to the content that you consume, and we hope this episode brightened your day a bit. And we hope you learned something about Universal and Express Pass. It was a fun topic, and we hope to be talking about Universal a little bit more here and on the site. And so we look forward to it, and we will see you next time. See ya. Peace.